This is the Miniaturist Podcast, supported by Nick Hernbergs. Episode 3, Strays, by Isley Lynn. I'm eight. My best friend's cat has had her kittens. They're all hidden under the crockery cabinet. <laughs> they look like fat mice. I love them. One of them whizzes on the dish towel they've put under there for them. The mother licks its bottom, and I almost cry. It's the first time I want to cry without being upset. I'm 18. I hate peeing near other people, so I'm deciding to spend a fair bit more money to live in halls with their own ensuite bathrooms. My entire life unrolls from this decision. In those halls, I have a room beside my soon-to-be best friend. She's a singer and records an album, and I support her little tour of the Southwest with my performance poetry. And I meet another singer, and I fall in love with him. And I move to Cornwall for him. And there's no jobs there apart from a life model at a college. So I do that, where I meet the art teacher, who three years later buys a house in London. I'm 22. I'm calling my boyfriend. The phone is ringing. He's not answering. He hardly ever answers these days. I decide to try four times. And I leave a voicemail on the seventh. Hi, honey. Um, I tell him I'm I'll calling to say calling hi, to say hi to and call me back. Give me a call and back, okay? I love him. Love you. Love you. Then I turn off my phone and walk back to where the art teacher's waiting. I take off my shirt. He takes off his. I'm 23. The boyfriend tells me he still loves me. He just doesn't want to use that word anymore. I tell him fine. I move to London with the art teacher. I, Edna I'm my great aunt Edna when she was 18, standing in front of Charlie, a man she met last week in a white dress the day before they sail for America. Both of them orphans, both of them skipping out on indentured contracts of work. I'm my father. I'm sweating. I'm asking my mother to marry me. Because got he's got a job England. in England, and, and even though they've only known each other a month, he wants her to go really with him. Want you to come with me. I'm my mother. I say, yes. I'm Edna on the boat, unsure if her gargling guts are seasickness or morning sickness, dreading another four days of this. I'm my parents boarding the plane to England, the first time flying for both of them, dreading the eight hours up in the air. I'm in the van with all our furniture, mostly his furniture, driving from Cornwall to London. When I see a woman in a hijab, I know we're almost there. I'm struggling with the front door lock. My new neighbour is telling me he likes my fridge. He lives next door. He's balding a little. I'm desperately trying to remember his name. No worries. We were fine. Thanks, though. Is it a good fridge? It looks good. I have a fridge like Julio keeps sticking out in my mind, but that's definitely not it. It's not Hugh, either, or Jesus, but it has that sound, I'm sure, that 
Who sound? I mean, yeah, it's been okay so far. Does it have a lock? He's piled barbed wire all around the garden fence. It's ugly. He's never been burgled. Everyone gets burgled but him and the wires why, apparently. I'm Edna, stomping pregnant through the American heat, trying to find a house she can afford, trying to hide her Irish accent. I'm my mother, my little brother on her chest, me holding one hand, cheap umbrella in the other, diaper bag over one shoulder, peering through the rain at the houses in estate agent windows. They were renting before, but now they're going to stay. I'm digging a deep hole. I give up before it's as deep as I want, though. The ground is hard and compact and I'm hurting. It's satisfying to prop the big twig up down in there. To pile the earth back around it. To give it its first water. I'm picking the black from my fingernails and squinting, imagining the thing with more leaves, more branches. Ten years, I guess. Yeah, ten years before it gets big enough to block out the spiky wire on the fence. I can wait. I'm at the shelter, looking at the cats. All the little furry orphans. This is the third place I've been today. They've all had their uterus, ovaries, fallopian tubes and testicles cut out. Some smash their backs against the wall of their enclosure furthest away from me. One is pressing his nose through the grate at, at the front and meowing. I'm asking the when man who let me in about when the home visit? visits need to take place. They all need a home visit. Oh, I worry about the mess. We're not totally moved in yet. Oh, but the man says that, that they don't need uh, one, I that I could take one home today, that technically I could take them all home. home they all need homes. <laughs> the cat with the nose is now balancing on his back legs staring at me. I'm on the bus with four tins of cat food, an old blanket, a litter box, some litter, a purple feather toy, a cat carrier and the cat. It all happened very quickly. I'm sitting on the floor with the cat, talking to myself, quietly like they told me to, calmly. I've been here for over an hour. I can't feel my foot, but I don't move it because the cat is resting his head against it, <laughs> finally relaxed after exploring all the hidden places. He looks just like me. Black and white, blue eyes. I hadn't noticed this before. I wonder if I was prejudiced against the other cats. <laughs> I'm my mother, eating carrot cake as quickly as possible, standing next to my husband, my dad, who's doing the same, so we can leave. At Pa Charlie's 50th birthday party, no one is talking to us, but I hear someone say, Thinks that colored girl makes him a rebel. Didn't even pick a pretty one. It's my husband's sister. She's watching me in her peripheral vision. She's talking just loud enough. I down my iced tea, but my mouth is still so dry. I don't know why I'm waking up. And then I realize the cat is masturbating on the duvet. He's gripping it with his knees and teeth. I see flashes of his pointy red penis. 
How is he doing that with no balls? I let him get on with it. He takes a long time. The cat lets the art teacher, my boyfriend, I guess, my partner, he lets my partner rub his belly, but not me, even though I'm the one who rescued him. I feel betrayed. My cat is a misogynist. I'm on holiday back in the States. Every summer, we go to the beach and eat food that would be a novelty in the UK, but the Americans treat it like a proper dinner, which is very exciting for a kid. We catch up with relatives. I talk to cousins about who's famous over there and over here. My aunt, my dad's sister, isn't there, ever. This is a statement. My parents worry how much I'm picking up on it, but she's never been there, so I don't know any different. I'm 11 and I'm smashing a boy's head against the wall. He said I was stupid yank like Bush. He said my skin looked like diarrhea. Now he's crying. I'm almost 30 and I still think about that. I'm my mother. I'm my father. I'm me. Staying up on election night, watching Obama win. We cried for a long time. He looks like me. Black and white. I'm my mother. I'm my father. I'm me. Staying up on election night. Watching Trump win. We cried for a long time. I like your cat. I like her sleeping in the window. Julio is telling me he likes seeing my cat asleep in the bay window. I'm bruising my own thumb on the keys as I wrestle with them. I still can't remember his name. It's not Julio. I give up on the lock and my memory and just ask him. My name is Tom. He says, Tom. Tom. He's lying. Was it always Tom? Was it always Tom? I ask. Um, He says, um, many times and apologises. He didn't want to be rude. It's just that people don't like his name, so he always says something different. I tell him, that's okay. That's okay. What would you like me to call you? Tom. He says, Tom. Okay, Tom. I push the door and it gives in finally, and I sprint for the train. When I come back, my cat is looking at me through the bay window, like proof. But I am looking next door, because in his bay is E.T. A teddy E.T. It mirrors the cat, oddly. It has its arm raised and its finger pointed. Bound home. His post has come through my door by mistake. It's addressed to Hussein. That's it, Hussein, not Tom. I'm 17 and poor Charlie is looking at me and shouting, Edna, what are you doing here? You're meant to be dead. I don't know what to say. Charlie, that's not Edna, that's Miranda. My mother reminds poor Charlie that I'm his granddaughter. Oh yeah. I've just had a haircut, haircut. maybe that's it. Grandpa Charlie laughs, but not enough to make the tears he has in his eyes. She looked just like me. Not physically, but some other way. Somehow. I've seen photographs. Old ones. Black and white. Again, the keys. 
Again, Hussein. Tom is talking to me. Well, it's from my fridge. And this time he has food. We can eat it He's away. holding it very you like. close to my it's face. So you can eat it, no problem. I'm not Muslim. This doesn't faze him. Oh, you like it anyway. We're the same colour, because we eat the same food, like carnations. Oh, yeah. We're not exactly the same colour. We're just both brownish, but I don't say that. The lock clicks, finally, and I'm turning from him when he says, I've got, got a cat, cat too. too. Sure enough, there it is, in the bay window, covered in splotches. Mine's a girl, and the best thing is, you only have to give them bits of your food, because they catch mice and spiders. I think about setting him straight on this, but if I miss the train, the next one is 15 minutes later and that'll make me late, so I smile and dash. Sorry, I've got to go. She looks nice. I feel bad as a carriage rocks my body around. The cat is skinny and stays skinny. She's cute and skittish and makes friends with my cat, but not with me. She darts and cowers and her eyes are permanently wide. I start feeding her. She'll only take it once I've closed the big glass sliding doors. Then she inhales it. I'm waking up again. I don't know why. Ugh, foxes. Wait. I'm looking out the window because it's not foxes. In the garden, Hussein's cat is getting savagely fucked by a massive ginger bastard with muscles, like a bodybuilder. I'm watching them. Beside me, my cat watches too. Hussein's dad is bending out of his car. Hello there. He helped us move in the How fridge when we first I'm arrived. I, I'm very good. He thanks me for I speaking with his you. son. You know, my son. He tells me all about the chats you have. I just nod. Thank you for talking with him. He's lonely, I think. He's not got friends. Can't really. Back in his home country, he could be with family. Not holed up in this house. It's a nice house, but I'd take him back if I could. But you know, maybe I leave and they don't let me in. It's a risk. Mm. I nod again to this sympathetically. But when he leaves, it hits me. I don't know what his country is. I'm my mother. I'm on the phone, on a train, in England. I'm not in a quiet carriage. A man is calling me a loud mouth. She looks just like me. She hangs up. Through the walls, I can hear a shouting match. Hussein and his dad. I think he's discovered the cat. I masturbate and the cat sleeps through it. So does the art teacher. I'm avoiding people at a 4th of July party. Someone my age, a cousin I don't see often, with a plate full of fried chicken. Hi, she spits as she speaks. You. You know, these, guys right. these guys are all racist. All I don't have a problem with problem blacks, with or, blacks halves. or halves. As long as whatever, you're not Muslim, okay? we've got no problem. The little splotchy cat is about to burst. Fistfuls of baby cats in her stomach. Hussein is very excited. I'm feeding her extra now. I'm my mother, watching her new mother-in-law, Edna, cook fried chicken. Seeing her carefully lift the meat with a fork, but not move it. 
letting the oil in but keeping the flour in place, stirring white rice with the other hand. Authentic southern cooking. <laughs> the first thing she taught herself when she came over. I'm watching a BuzzFeed Tasty video. Five easy midweek chicken dishes. I'm watching the cat watch the bees and leap up and catch them and eat them. It's easy. They're slow. I don't know how he doesn't get stung. The cat doesn't know the bees are in crisis. The cat doesn't give a shit about the environment. Splotchy Kitty is at the door. Actually, she's halfway over it. This is new. She scares herself and waddles away. She looks just like Edna stomping around. It's late. I'm 17. Pa Charlie is on the floor and can't get up. He's naked from the waist down. There's urine, I think. Hold on, Grandpa. I'm trying to help him, but Here, I don't on. know how. Wait. When I tug, it hurts him. I'm not strong enough to lift him. He thinks he's somewhere else with someone else. Stop. Eventually, my mother wakes up and pries me off him. Pa, can you hear me? I don't remember how they got Just him back to bed. Hold on for a second. We'll get you up. Just relax. I'm all right. It's late. Someone's having a party somewhere. I'm prying a dark mouse out of my cat's mouth. It's definitely dead. It's not a mouse. It's a, it's, it's something. It's two tiny legs and a tail, a kitten. Half a kitten. I drop it. I turn on the porch light. I see little, furry, solid clumps scattered across the patio. I'm me. I've just been born. I'm being held by my aunt. She's stiff. She's looking at my face and hands and belly and legs and body all covered in skin. She's softening. I'm young, but I'm not sure how young. I'm watching my parents argue with my dad's sister, my aunt. We have British passports now. I don't understand why she's so upset. I'm my aunt, and I don't know why I'm so upset, but I am. I really am. I'm my mother, and my sister-in-law keeps interrupting me and talking over me. I'm my father, and my voice is getting louder, and I keep trying to control it, and I can't. I'm my mother, trying and failing to be heard. I'm my aunt, and I'm telling them to pick sides, here or there, but if they're never coming back, they should give up their American passports, because why should they care? It's none of their business. I'm my mother, and I'm you shouting now. You don't back. want us to move you back. You can't stand us. I'm my aunt, and I've said it. I've said the word, that word. I've called her that, my brother's wife, and I can't take it back.
I'm Pa Charlie. I'm waking up. I'm hurt. I'm looking in the rearview mirror of my car. I'm looking at the back seat. There is no back seat. There is only the trunk of a tree. An oak, I think. Where's Edna? Splotchy Kitty is at the door. I'm not looking at her. I can see her in my mirror. My cat is asleep beside me. My hand is on the sliding door, but she's satisfied I'm not watching. She puts one foot in, and then the other, then sniffs, then reaches with her body but stays put. Another step. Four paws in, but still too close to the door. When she's sniffing the bin, I ram the door shut. She slams her head into the glass, trying to beat it. <laughs> we look at each other. Her eyes are her whole face. The art teacher has shit to do, so can't give me a lift. He doesn't want to get involved. He doesn't think I shouldn't do it, but he also thinks I should keep my nose out. I think he's a pussy. I'm on the bus and my lap is getting wet. Even though I put a towel in the case with her. She's so nervous and it stings. I'm toweling my crotch while the vet weighs her. She's trembling. I'm saying, we put up posters everywhere, but no one got in touch. She's telling me I'm doing a good thing bringing her in. I agree. She's thinking she was a pet once, or is in a multi-cat household so she doesn't get enough to eat. She's very underweight and very young. She offers to get it all done for free through a scheme. Because she's sweet, they'll rehome her easily. I'm not expecting this. I say, I'd like to keep her. The vet exhales and smiles. Simpler. Have you seen my cat? She's gone somewhere. Tom, or whatever his name is, wants to know if I've seen her. I say, no. No, I haven't. Behind me, the curtains in the bay window are weighed down with tins of cat food. I'm hoping he doesn't notice they're not usually closed. Dad says she's probably gone somewhere to die. He doesn't like cats. I don't agree or disagree. I just make a face. I've got to keep her until she heals. Until the fur grows back. She's back to normal behaviour in no time. A little calmer after a week. Fatter too. The grey skin is still fuzzy bare after two. And I'm thinking maybe I'll keep her forever. Until Hussein tells me he's turning into a cat. I'm turning into a cat. I need a cat around, or else I'll turn into one myself. I know this because of the hair growing on my back. Oh. Right. Gosh. Does he know? Is this a test? Or is he off some medication? Or maybe he's just more comfortable with me. Feels easier telling me what's really going on in his head, because I listen. Or maybe I'm overthinking things because I can see two cat silhouettes against the curtains and I want to draw his attention away from them. Later, I'm spraying WD-40 on the lock. It makes an immediate difference. Hussein is coming out to say hello but I pretend not to see him and duck into the house. I'm my aunt. Everything is slow. My breath is hot. I try to grab air, 
My bowl of blueberries is flying. They're all around me, like snow. And I'm there for a long time. I'm at Edna's funeral. But I can't remember it really, just that I couldn't keep still. I'm at Pa Charlie's funeral. It's summer. I'm sniffing and my mum thinks it's hay fever and glares at me, but that's not it. I'm at my aunt's funeral. I'm touching and being touched by people I don't know. I'm being told the house, her house, is mine. Mine. Mine? Not one birthday present. Not one Christmas present. Nothing. And now, a house. A fucking house. From a stranger, basically. I mean, today I heard her middle name for the first time. It's Dorothy. I get out of there backwards somehow. Go to the toilet. Sit there. Tell the family who check in on me that I'm fine, just need a minute. Sorry. That's fine, honey. I'm on my phone. I'm in a rabbit hole of rapid research. It won't sell for much, so the most I can do... I'm standing in front it. of the art teacher it's explaining huge, that it won't sell for much and everything's so much cheaper over I there and there's a lot of things I can do outdoors there and I love being outdoors and I love animals and land and we laugh at this because it sounds like an awful movie, but the thing is, it's true and London doesn't give me that. Not really. I know. Listen, I still love you. But my life is here. Right. I couldn't live over there. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. You should take the cat with you. It's not that I expected him to come. It, it's just... Still. It's a shame. He says I should take the cat. I wonder if the cat would feel betrayed. I wonder if the cat could feel betrayed. Movement catches my eye. It's the tree, or the soon-to-be tree, tilting in the wind, just touching the barbed wire in my view. Hussein is holding the splotchy kitty. I let her go yesterday. He's saying she's a different cat, literally. She's different now. This is her replacement. Oh, okay. Has your cat changed too? Actually, me and the cat are moving away soon. Where are you going? America. Why would you do that? I'm from there. He wants to know why I would go somewhere where they want to kill us. But they want to kill us there. I think I'll be okay. The cat has the same look. Unused to this contact, but letting it happen. I thought about taking her with me, but he'd just get another. At least she's fixed. So I'm leaving her behind to her fate. I think she gets it. I hope she does. I know that's silly. I'm the cat. Multicolored cat. Splotchy cat. Female cat. Scar on my left belly. I'm held. Sour hands. I'm tight. I'm wriggling. I'm springing, falling, twisting, landing. I'm off. I'm hungry. I'm watching the unit cat in a big thing. The big thing is in a bigger thing. 
the bigger thing is moving away slowly. I'm sleeping. I'm warm in sun. I can't find the unit cat. I can't find the unit cat person. I'm dewy in the rain. I'm called by the it's man the in my house. Where I'm licking the metal smelling rain from me. Come on. I'm Come hungry. On. I'm almost touched. I'm bouncing out of range. I'm outside. I'm hungry. I'm getting the hot urine ginger cat to not come closer with my voice. I'm guarding the chicken bone. Salty fat snap between my teeth. I'm swiped. I'm bleeding. I'm okay. I'm hurt. I'm empty mouthed. Thick saliva. I'm hungry. I'm wandering, charcoal ground. I'm looking, hunting, scavenging. I'm eating as quickly as I can before the musky fox and her cubs arrive. I'm being watched. I'm getting my own slippery meat on clanking plates from the fox person. I'm not as hungry. I'm eating it beside a big thing. I'm eating it inside the big thing. I'm eating it, and the big thing is loud and is holding me. And I can't get out, and the fox person is standing over me, and I'm in the air, in the big thing, and I'm in the big thing, in a bigger thing, like the unit cat, and it's moving slowly, and I'm out. And I'm on a cold table again, like when I was scarred by the person in gloves, and I'm being prodded, and my lips are moved about, and my ears are turned no, no, inside no, out, no, and something that. in my anus, and my bleeding bit is stinging me. and fizzing, and it disappears after that and I'm in a small, big space all to myself. And there are cats all around me in their own spaces and persons walking through and feeding us and petting us and rubbing their hands with sharp-smelling foam. And some of the persons are small like kittens and one of them has their hairless paws on the glass of my small, big space. And I do the same. And I press my whole self against it. And I talk to her with my person voice. Because even though we've only known each other a few moments, I want to go with her. That was Strays by Isley Lynn. It was directed by Andy Goddard and performed by Ebony Dixon with Lucy Farrett, Farshid Roki, Maxwell Tyler and Michael Keane. Thank you for listening to The Militarist Podcast. This podcast is supported by Nick Hearn Books, the UK's leading independent publisher of plays and books about theatre. See their full range of titles at www.nickhearnbooks.co.uk. For more on The Militarists, including dates for our acclaimed short play nights, visit militarist.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at Militarists. Tune in next week for 4.30 by Phoebe Claire Powell.